of Acts chapter 1. It's really our kind of our text is going to be Acts chapter 1 through Acts chapter 5. And, uh, you know, I wish sometimes I, you know, I could have two Sunday morning services, you know, where if we have everybody here on Sunday morning, then go right back into a service because I, I wish that everybody could hear uh, this one, not because it's going to be a good sermon by any means, because I don't feel like it, it is, but it's, it's more of a, a caution, a warning, and, um, and so I, I want to try, to try to be a blessing to help to you. But the title of this <clears throat> that I call is, What Happens When the Power of God Comes? What Happens When the Power of God Comes? And I'm, I'm, as I said, we go to Acts chapter 1, but I'm not going to read a, a passage. I'm just going to pray, and then we'll get right into it. Father, I pray that you'd bless here tonight. Holy Spirit of God, we need your presence, your power. Lord, you divinely lined up so many things over the last weeks and months. Lord, I, I, I've just been amazed at, at your grace and your goodness. I've been amazed at, at your your incredible um, just patience with the with the church with me with the people lord i think you know our hearts that we've been we we desperately and diligently we 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 want you we want to know you we want your presence and power and god we we realize we can do nothing we can do nothing without you we can't do anything unless you do it through us and use us and that's all we want is to be just a vessel a vessel a tool that's used so father god i ask you tonight that you would please pour out your spirit upon us and lord that you would help us and protect us especially tonight spirit of the living god we need your divine arms around us as a as a hedge of protection and and Father, and that I ask you, please, in your, in your Son's name, in Jesus' name, that you would turn back every evil that would try to infiltrate here and try to destroy us and try to snatch away truth. We trust you. You're more powerful than, than Satan. You're more powerful than every spirit that would try to, to, to conflict our hearts. But God, we need you to do it. And we need you to work through us, please. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. The first thing that I want to, to say here tonight is, is you see in the, in the Scriptures when the power of God, the power of God will come. One of the, the, the key factors that's, that shows us in the chapter 1 of the Acts of, of the Apostles is this thing called Unity. I'll be honest with you, I believe that God has been blessing Calvary, and I believe it's because there's been such unity. Uh, There there really has. Just ever since it seemed like to me the day we stepped in the door, it's been so much unity. Uh, And and that's what God says. You know, a long, long time ago, uh, I was a police officer, and I I guess I was called to preach after I you know, most people heard me preach the first time or two. They say I wasn't, but uh, I was called to preach, and it wasn't long after I started preaching. I preached a message called "It Takes a Cord to Make a Light." It was a very doctrinal message, folks. 
It takes a cord to make an A-C-C-O-R-D. Because, and I was from this passage. They were all in one accord. And I said, you know, before we're going to make a light to the world, we've got to have a cord. And it's a really good title, wasn't it? <laughs> the message, the, the, here's the bad part. The title was better than the message. But uh, it takes a cord to make a light. Uh, you know, I'm really not sure how many human beings remember that message, and that's probably a good thing. Uh, but, you know, I, truthfully, it, it really, it ranks right up there with uh, my, my other world-renowned message, throw out the freezer before you ruin the meat. And uh, I, I had some good ones, folks. Had some really good ones. And so, <laughs> a matter of fact, after I got through preaching my very first time, the man who encouraged me to preach, the pastor up here in, in Fayette County, he called me up, and man, he, he got me up there, and I told, told him I couldn't preach, I don't want to preach, and I, I'm not called to preach, I'm just called to work with the youth, and he snuck me in there probably, you know, and I got me uh, there on Sunday morning, and I kept saying, where's the youth? You told me I'm going to pre- preach to the youth, and at 11 o'clock, he brought me out to the platform, and I sat on the platform, and I'm there, and I'm looking at him, and I said, when am I going to go speak to the youth? And he said, in a few minutes, and there's about 150 people out there, and, and so uh, Finally, he stood up, and he started introducing me to the crowd. And as he walked back, I said, I thought I was speaking to youth. And he looked at me and said, they're all out there. <laughs> and so, uh, so, but I got through preaching that morning, and um, he, uh, he told someone that morning, he said, you know, he said he wasn't called to preach, and I think he's right. And so, uh, <laughs> what a great encouragement it was to me. But uh, the power of God will not come to a church until the church is in unity. And I believe because of the unity of this church, I believe this is, this is uh, why God has, has started to move in here. And, and I really believe that He is. I, I don't know about you, but I believe God is doing something that He's moving in, in our midst. I mean, we're having people show up, and we don't even know why. Uh, Brother Allen told me about a lady that came today she was at the altar praying and, and said that I talked to her. I have no idea when and that I was talking to her. And then uh, a, said a beautiful uh, young lady came up and talked to her. A teenage girl came up and started talking to her uh, while you know we were there. And, and uh, I, I'm not sure which one that was, but I'm sure that is, that is a qualifier that limits. And so, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, y'all. Anyway. But the power of God will not come until the church is in unity. We just lost the unity. <laughs> just lost the unity. All right. You got daggers coming at me right now. But, but uh, the power of God comes because of unity, and it continues because of unity. You know, I believe God divinely brought, uh, uh, allowed Brother Beckham to come to us. I believe God has divinely allowed Mike and Brooke uh, and the family to come to us at this time and, and to help us with the, the spiritual warfare and, and the different things that helping us with and, and just honestly be a help and encouragement uh, to me. And I think God has divinely done that. Now, here we are, you know, a week or two later, two Sundays past Brother Beckham, and God is still, he's doing something, he's working in there. That's because the unity, it continues. And the power of God continues when unity is resolute. And by that, when, when unity is, is resolved to stay unified. You know, you don't stay unified just because you, you, it doesn't just happen. 
you know what? The, the truth is, we all have to decide a little bit that things will be water off a duck's back. You know, you know, because nobody, you can't get a group of people together and people always say the right things. You know, somebody may say something about, you know, which one of the, the teenagers is good looking. And, you know, but, you know, the fact is, is that, that we, you can't get a group, you've got to determine, I'm not going to let that bother me. You got to determine it's going to be water off a duck's back. You got to determine, you know what? I'd, I'm going to choose to believe that they didn't really mean it the way it seemed like it came to me. Okay? Because the truth is, most of the time, we don't really feel that way. I, I, you know, how many of you have ever said something and, and it was totally mistaken for what you really meant? Anybody ever had that happen? I mean, you, you just, that's not what you meant at all, but that's what somebody heard. It's called being married. And so, she'll say, you said this to me. When did I say that to you? I think, man, you got a demon in your head. You're just hearing things that I did not say. Amen? Come on, fellas, help me out. Now, (laughs) Acts chapter 1 verse 14 says, These all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 6 say, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. Don't let that spook you. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues, and the Spirit gave them utterance. Don't let that spook you. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. That might help you understand why they had these cloven tongues of fire come, because there's people out of every nation there. Now when this was noised abroad, verse 6, the multitude came together and were confounded. Now watch this. This is what's not really read pretty much, because that every man heard them speak in his own language. Heard them speak. So often we have this image that one man's getting up and he's speaking. Peter's getting up, he's speaking, and everybody hears in a different language because he's speaking some, some angelic language and it's somehow translating to everybody's language. But look what it says. It, it says, and now when the noise brought, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language and they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not... Now, all these which speak Galileans, all these that speak. Didn't say in Peter or Galilee, it, it says all these that speak. So the truth is, there was a whole lot of these, the disciples that were talking. God just said, hey, you're going to be able to speak in this language, you're going to be able to speak in that language, you're going to be able to speak in this language, and none of them could speak those languages before. You say, God could do that? He sure can. He sure can. Now, and it says in the very end, it says, And how hear we every man in our own tongue, tongues, how hear we every man in our own tongue when we were born? Now, you say, is this about tongues? No, it's not. But, but this is the, the unity. What we're seeing is, is that the power of God came, and twice in, in these verses, chapter 1, chapter 2, it shows they were in unity. They were in all in one accord, and the power of God came. Not only did it come in chapter 1, it continued in chapter 2. Now, when the power of God comes, the gospel is revealed with power. 
Folks, we, we will know if the power of God is here with us when we are taking the gospel, not just on Saturday, but I believe it was part of the power of God showing Saturday the heart of people and the unity of people, a God-touching people, that we had 34 out here to go so on. Okay, and, and, and let me help you. That didn't even count uh, uh, Miss Connie and them out on, uh, going out there. Actually. You know, we probably were high 30s of people going out visiting. Now, look, when we go out, watch this. It, it might not be the people we're talking to, but God starts to do something. And there were people showing up, and we had 44 on the bus route, and we're having people saved and people showing up in, in, this, in, in this auditorium that we don't even know where they came from. Now... When the power of God comes, the gospel is revealed with power. Acts chapter 2, verse 22 and 24 says, You men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God hath raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holding of it and so they get up and they preach with power they they give the gospel with power and listen folks when we go out and it's not just saturday anytime anywhere wherever you go you we need to be people filled with the spirit of god to give out the gospel with the power of god if god's spirit and power is present people will come god wants the lost saved and the saved salvaged more than we do and, and, and folks, I, I want to emphasize that I, I, I am all for winning everybody I can, uh, but I'm also, I'm very, you may have learned this already, I'm very intense about salvaging the saved, okay? Uh, that's, uh, you know, it's too often we'll lose the saved trying to get the lost saved. But, but, but I'm, I'm going to just tell you, if we can really get a, a, a church full of people who, whose lives are, are, are they're walking with God and, and, and seeking God, we're going to reach the lost. We're going to find that out right here. That's why I say I really would love for you to pray for October 29th. I'm asking God to do something special that day, but I want all of us, I want all of our area, Hickory Hill, I want Memphis to know that God did it, not the plan of man. I really want that. When the power comes, the gospel is received. When the power comes, the gospel is preached with power. When the power comes, the gospel is received. Acts chapter 2 verse 41 says, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Souls are getting saved. Do you understand that's happening here at, at, at Calvary? I don't know the total, but, but you know, others may, may have uh, totaled it. But I, but I know two or three weeks ago, we were already pushing about 40 uh, that were saved just through our junior church and different things. People getting saved, and we had uh, 11 more to die. People are trusting Christ. People are accepting. It, 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 look, that doesn't happen except God is doing it. Now, and I'll, I'll say it again, I'm not for us out there being salesmen and selling something, getting people to say some words. I'm talking about when people, okay, I'm talking about, uh, Tranesha? No. Did I get that? Tranesha. Woo! 
That's the power of God right there. That's a divine revelation. No, no Trinesha. Now, and I get this story. Y'all got to get this. I, I can't even imagine this. But Trinesha is reading her Bible and wants to get, I mean, she wants answers, right? God leads Jesse and Rochelle to her, right? They're in the car, right? They're in the car. They're in the car telling her about Jesus and how she can know 100% sure she's going to heaven. Folks, behind them out in the parking lot, a man gets shot. Wait a minute now. She still gets saved. And she's here this morning and tonight. That's the power of God protection. That's the power of God bringing them together. God, and you can tell by looking at her face and her smile this morning and tonight, it, it was real. And if you're going to stay in the car and keep praying while somebody's getting shot, bless God, God's doing something. Because I have to admit, I'd be diving in the floorboard. Look, that's what we want. We want God to lead us to the people that are hungry. And her testimony is she was already seeking God. Now, there's, there's, there's thousands and thousands of people in the Hickory Hill area, and God brought them together. Folks, that didn't just happen. Now, please understand, when the power of God comes... The world retaliates. And this is part of what, this is part of what I want to, to get to you. Acts chapter 4, verse 1 through 3 says, And as they spake unto the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold unto the next day, for it was now even in time. Listen, when the power of God comes, we're going to be, people are going to be preaching. We're going to be unified. We're going to be preaching with power, which means that people are going to be receiving the gospel, which means Satan is going to attack. So I'm warning you, folks, this is the time that we must be in prayer more than we were before the prayer revival. This is when we must walk with God. This is when I beg you, deluge me with, with text saying you're in. Keep me so busy that, that, my, that my fingers get wore out. Let me know that you're in and you're praying because, folks, be on guard. This is when Satan comes. The attack of the world will come. It's just us. You, 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 don't, you don't win people to Christ and see lives being changed. You don't have young people calling you and saying, please come get me and bring me to church. You, you, you don't have that going on except God is doing something. And once, when God is doing something, the, the old devil really doesn't care about the, the rock and roll church. I'll be honest with you, because they don't even meet tonight. And, 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 and 
honestly, any of them that are winning somebody to Christ, I, I'm not, I'm not attack, attacking them. I'm just, I'm just saying that he's really not concerned if they're not winning people to Christ. When we were in West Virginia, they, they, uh, a pastor was telling me how they, they're in so many political battles up there. And, and, so, and he said, we've got a couple of uh, really good men in, in, in the politics here. And he said, one of them wanted to call for a day of prayer. And he, and he, and he said, we had, you know, had thousands of people there. And he thought, you know, probably the best thing to do is, is to bring the guy who is the pastor of the, the largest congregation in our area. So he brought him, the name of the church is The Warehouse. And so he brought, brought him up there. When he came up, he had, you know, he said, you know, neon tennis shoes and ragged jeans and had uh, some sort of a shirt that, you know, more like what women wear, you know, with the, where it came down short in the front and long in the back and, and walked up. And that's okay. You know, you, you choose to dress however you want to. That's, that's fine. That's not my issue. There is issue. He said what really bothered him. He said, I don't care about all that, but here's what I, bothered me. He said, the, 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 the political leader was saying, we need prayer. We need prayer for our community. You know, there are all these laws are getting passed and all these crazy things are, uh, are happening. He said, we need to call the community, our city, to prayer. And he said he had him come up to lead in prayer, and he got up and said, we don't need prayer. He said, we got Jesus and it don't matter about your praying, and it doesn't matter about what you do. He said, if you got Jesus, everybody's going to know it, and it's all going to be okay, because we don't really need to pray about this. Now, folks, I'll be honest with you. The devil's not going to attack that. He's not going to. And I don't know the man's name. I don't know anything. But, but I'm just telling you, we do need prayer. Our nation needs prayer. Our city needs prayer. Our, our community needs prayer. Our church needs prayer. God has commanded us to pray. Uh, look, that, that's mind-boggling to ever make a statement. We don't need prayer. The attack will come, but listen, here's what's wonderful. If we keep in unity and walk with God and seeking the Lord, boldness is revealed during the attack. Acts chapter 4, verse 19 through 20 says, But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. You know what, folks? When the attack does come, keep, keep your focus on Jesus. Keep telling people about Jesus. I, I've been in many, many battles in, in, in my life as a Christian, but, but one little truth carried me through so many of them. In the, in the late 90s, I heard my preacher say this. He just kept preaching, overcome evil with good. Overcome evil with good. No matter what Satan brings, you know how we beat him? We don't beat, we don't beat him by fighting each other. We don't beat him by even trying to fight him. You know how we beat him? We continue to do what God has commanded us to do. We continue to serve him. We continue to pray. We continue to, to, to fight in God's authority. Let him battle. And, you know, we just keep doing what God has called us to do. And finally... And here's the crux of my message, and probably get out of here a little early tonight. Can I get an amen somewhere? He ain't happened yet, has it? He ain't happened yet. When the power of God comes, 
division will rear its ugly head. We'll come under attack, and that attack is almost always external. And when that attack comes, you know what we do? We stand up boldly and strong, and we lock arms. We used to tell our girls that all the time. Hey, one of, a, one of, our, one of the daughters start getting attacked. Here's our, here's our, our strategy to get through this. We're going to lock arms. She can't go down too far if we got her locked arms. Okay? We're going to lock arms. But here's the attack that the devil's so subtle with. Acts chapter 1 verse, I mean chapter 5 verse 1 said, But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price. His wife also being privy to it. And brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. And Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and keep back part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not thine own, in thine own power? You know, what he's saying is, nobody's forcing you to give this. This was your choice. So don't come lie about it. He says, thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came on all of them, uh, on all them that heard these things. And the young men arose and wound him up and carried him out and buried him. And, of course, we're not going to continue to read it, but just in a few moments, uh, Sapphira is going to come in, and she's going to say, yeah, we, she's going to tell the same lie. Now, in this time period, and at this moment, unity is so important to God that this is what God does to keep it. You see, dissension is about to come in here. There's about to be uh, just some manipulation, and, and there's just, dissension is my best word, plus, plus kind of fits my alliteration. Um, but the dissension is going to come. Now, God says it's so important that the power of God remains, and the power of God's going to remain through the unity of the people. God says at this beginning, where he's starting all, the, all of this, he says, I'm going to take drastic measures to keep that unity and keep my power in place. Amen. And he took them out. In this time, in order to keep the unity, God enacted a serious, aggressive penalty. Today, he allows his grace to reign. But that means that we each individually must strive to strengthen the brethren. Amen. Do you understand that, that a, a, a big reason that God allows us to meet here, and one of the reasons it's so vital that we don't start canceling the meetings is because we need this time to get together to strengthen each other. We need to encourage each other. You, you say, Brother Hooker, you know, uh, how do I know? I know, you mean I need to go to somebody who maybe is struggling uh, with, with the, those things that might create dissension in the church? You don't know that. Here's what you, what you do know, though, is everybody in this room needs encouragement. 
Everybody needs encouragement from time to time. Everybody needs to be lifted up. Everybody needs somebody. Every time they walk through these doors, everybody needs somebody to just look at them and say, I love you. And we're going to make it. And they may look at you. Look, so many times I'd walk down the hallways at the college, and I would look at the, the eyes of a kid, and as I'd walk down, and I'd walk past him a couple of steps, and I'd stop, and I'd come back, and I'd say, hey, son, come, come here. And he'd look at me, and, he's, and I'd say, you doing okay? Oh, yeah, everything's great. Everything's great. I see you're lying to me. I can see it in your eyes. And, and listen, girls and guys, I've had them break down and cry right there. Because, I, because you know what? They, they put it on a facade. And, and can I tell you? Some of you came in here tonight putting on a facade. You know, it's, forgive me, but it's kind of Mrs. Moffitt's fake it till you make it. But, 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 but the truth is, is that, that sometimes we're not going to make it. And we need somebody just to look. You say, well, you, you, you know, I got to find the one that's hurting or the one that's struggling or one that's riding on the edge, one that's about to make a bad decision, one that's about to fall. No, you don't know who that is. That means be encouraging to everybody. That means be uplifting to everybody. That means somehow, way, be a blessing to somebody before you walk out the door. Because somebody is struggling at this moment. If we, could, if we could read the minds and have them raise their hands, they're in here right now. We must be all filled with God's Spirit and stay prayed up so that if one falls, the other will be strong to pick him up. There, they just carried him out. But we don't want to carry out anybody. We want to lift them up. If they've fallen. We want somehow to build them up. And if we all have that heart, there won't be any dissension. And watch this. This whole thing that's about to happen here with Ananias and Sapphira, the reason God took it so seriously, is that that started. And look, there are no secrets. People start to find out. And if they started to do that, and then somebody else found out, hey, I can, I can, they can praise me because, uh, you know, I, I said I gave every, I, oh, I sold my house and gave everything to the church, but I really didn't. You know, uh, when you get all that kind of uh, deception and confusion and all that manipulation, God can't work in the middle of that mess. That means we all, we, we need to, look, this is a generation that says, oh, I'm just real. Okay, we all ought to be real, just we ought to all try to be really good. We ought to be real Christians. That's not perfect people, that's just real Christians. And that's probably the reason I tell you, try to tell you over and over again, why, look, I, I'm, I'm not perfect. I, I, I struggle like everybody else. I have my up times and my down times like everybody else. Your encouragement sometimes keeps me from just crumbling and falling to my knees. And I want to do the same thing for you. Amen. We got to do it for each other. The power of God is, is 
come because the power of God comes and continues when unity is resolute. The power of God has come and the gospel is being revealed with power. The power of God has come and the gospel is being received. The power of God has come to Calvary and we must prepare our hearts and spirits for the world to retaliate. We've got to be prepared. And that means continue to walk with God. I don't know what's coming, but walk with God. Be prepared. The power of God has come to Calvary, and we must continue in prayer and submission to God so that the boldness is revealed during the attack. Listen, boldness only comes through the Holy Spirit's power. It's not, it's not bravado. I was telling the, uh, Brother Phipps earlier, early, I used to teach the, the young people all the time, you know why we get so mean in fundamentalism? You know why we get so harsh and, and yell out and demand and command? It's because we're, we're unsure about what we believe. And if we talk loud enough, then, no, then they're afraid to speak back. And so we don't want to give them that chance. Hey, listen, folks, if you got a question about something, watch this. I'll go to Scripture, and I'll do my best to answer it. And if I don't know the answer, it, I, I don't know the answer, I'll tell you, give me some time, and I'll look, and I'll see. But watch this. I, I'm not going to demand you just to, uh, to obey me. That's stupidity. You don't do... We follow God. Now, we need to learn what God says, though. Now, don't make this error. You know, we say, well, well, I'm following God. Well, if you hadn't read what he said, how do you know if you are? But the power of God has come to Calvary, and we must continue in prayer and submission to God so that boldness is re- revealed during the attack. The power of God has come to Calvary, and we must stay yielded to God's Spirit so that division does not rear its ugly head. We cannot stop the satanic attack from coming. We, through the power of God, can stop the satanic attack. We can turn him back. We can't stop him from coming, but we can stop the attack. But watch this. There's something we don't have to succumb to the dissension within. If you go back and look at... And Nehemiah, Nehemiah was battled and battled and battled as he's trying to build that wall. He's, he's battling and he's going he's gonna to succeed. He's going to build this incredible wall, a wall big enough for two or three chariots to ride across a wall that, that, that's, uh, 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 oh, I forget exactly. I started to give statistics and now my brain won't remember it. But, uh, but it's just a massive wall around that whole city and he's going to build all that, take all the rubbish away. Do but the attack, came after him, and he said, why should a man like I flee? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep working. We're going to hold a, a sword in one hand, a trial in the other. We're just going to keep going, going to keep going. Watch this. You know where his real battle came from? Well, it was not from the external attack. It was when Judah, the, the, the leader of the workers, looked at Nehemiah and said, we're only halfway through, and it's too much rubbish, and we, we're, we can't do it. Watch this, folks. That didn't have to happen. That didn't have to happen. I know Nehemiah was stretched, but somebody beside Judah just should have said to him, hey, hey, I know you're weary. Get you a nap. Take it easy. But don't get discouraged now, man. 
it looks like we can't do this, folks. Whatever is in our path, we can do it with God. Don't get discouraged. Jesse, don't get discouraged. You're still battling these jobs and trying to figure it all out, get it all settled. And, and I know I've, I've been there. And I don't want to go back there. And if one of us has to be there, I'm glad it's you. <laughs> but don't get discouraged. Because thank God Nehemiah somehow got across to him. Now we're gonna keep, look, buddy, we're going to work. Because if God called us to do this, we've got to be able to do it. Because he won't call us to do something we can't do. And so... So please, encourage each other. You cannot have God's power fall upon a church and there not be attacks. And you cannot have God's power fall upon a church and a spirit, and I say it that way, a spirit of division not come trying to stop you. He's going to try to infiltrate. So tonight, I'm just asking, it's about two or three minutes till seven, but I'm going to ask us tonight that if we would all, again, come and pray. We've got lists still up here on either side of the altar the, for the lost. Uh, earlier this morning, I came through and went through that list one more time here. But i just like to see just many as physically possible. We just come and pray. In sincere prayer that God will continue the work that he has started through prayer. If we come and pray and ask God to continue the work that he has started here. Let's pray that we can all stay in one accord. And prayer. Let's all pray for October 29th and we might see God do his work. You know, Jesus warned Peter. He said, pray, lest you enter into temptation. We need to pray. We need to pray for each other. We need to pray for our church, for our community, for our nation. We need to pray and pray and pray as we face the tempter every day, lest we enter into the temptation of the tempter. We don't have to enter in. We can't stop this temptation we can't stop this, that spirit trying to enter in here and bring dissension. We can't stop the attack that those Satan's going to bring. But we can defeat all of those things through God, through the name of Jesus, through prayer. We can. We can. Father, I pray that you'd bless Lord Jesus. Thank you for your love and your goodness. Dear God, please, so many places You've started to move. 